Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs. If you're tired of complicated domain management, I've got the solution for you, Hover.com. Hover makes registering and managing domains a breeze. Their clean interface and hassle-free experience will save you time and frustration. No upsells, no hidden fees, just straightforward domain services. Plus, Hover offers top-notch customer support. Make your life easier. Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash hover and simplify your domain journey with Hover. Hey everyone, welcome to a new Stigmas and Open Wounds. I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. And we're also joined by our cat Sterling today. Welcome, Sterling. So today's episode, as we promised last time, is boundaries, which I wanted to bring you today because it ties in with our last episode, Triggers. And if you haven't listened to it, you don't need to, but I'm going to be referring to it a little bit just because, like I said, it kind of ties in because of the reason that once you know some of your triggers, now you can kind of know that, okay, so if this triggers me, now I need to not necessarily put up a boundary, but I need to know that, okay, so because of A, now I need to do B and C, and I need to have a little bit more boundaries in this in this area. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about what kinds of boundaries and how you can do and take care of these these boundaries, if that makes any sense. Does that kind of make a little bit of sense to you, Eric? It does. Okay, cool. And I know if it makes sense to you, it might not make sense to our listeners, but hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense <laughs> in a little bit later. I, uh, I know that sometimes I'm a little bit complicated. So... So basically what boundaries are, it just kind of is saying that, you know what, maybe if somebody was asking something of me, you know, I, I gave it all before. I would always do something for you or I would always would always do this. And now, now I'm not going to do everything and anything for, for people or not even for people, but just everything that, that maybe I, I'm not able to do. So I felt like that definition was very confusing. Yeah, I know. So what are, what are boundaries? You know, it's weird. I, I just realized I don't actually have a full, full-on definition, but there's a few different kinds of boundaries here. We have physical, sexual, intellectual, emotional, and financial. So basically, if you have a financial, or sorry, if you have a physical boundary, it's basically saying that, okay, I only want you to, I don't like hugs, maybe. So it's saying that, okay, maybe maybe we'll do a handshake to say hello or goodbye. So that's a boundary there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that a little bit of a better definition for that? Or a sexual boundary is saying that, you know what? I'm not ready to have sex. Or I I'm not I'm not gonna have sex at all, maybe. And that's a boundary that I'm putting up in that sense. So so a boundary is just saying that I'm not willing to do something it's a line in the sand that you're yes. not willing to cross exactly exactly that that is a, a very simple way of, of saying that sometimes my brain gets a little bit uh, jumbled and i can't i can't say what what my brain wants to say and eric erica eric does that for I, me i feel like some like 
your la- your definition of before that you said. And I don't know if you're going to cut that out of this podcast. Maybe but I, I will. feel like that definition, you had the definition in your head, but the what came out of your mouth, like pieces were missing from yeah. your, you. Like your mind was finishing the definition, but you weren't saying it. So it just came out really weird. That's what happens so, with me. That's what happens. So and if we want to talk about intellectual boundaries, nope, we're not even going to do that. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what intellectual boundaries are. You don't know what an intellectual boundary... It's a mental boundary. Like, oh. it, like an extent of, I'm only willing to do so much for you. like, Or oh, I'm only right. willing to put up with so much from okay. you. It's it's not it doesn't it's not attached to a physical object. Right. It's in your head. Like like you're only okay. going to take so yes. much abuse from a person before. Yeah, you, and I and I've that is one that I've dealt with, and I'm I'm still working on that, and I'm I'm actually making a lot a lot of progress with that, and I'll talk to you about about my progress and and everything that I've dealt with, and that that actually goes kind of hand in hand with the next one with emotional boundaries. And that that is what I've dealt with too, where you can have somebody somebody actually emotionally abusing you as well, or you you see this a lot actually with spouse abuse or parental abuse too. And that I don't I don't necessarily have that. Obviously, Eric doesn't abuse me mentally or that, emotionally. That she knows of. Not that the, I know. The trick to yeah. abusing people is to do it completely psychologically yes. so they don't even realize it's happening. Touche. <laughs> yes. No, but but you do have sometimes you have people people taking advantage and saying and saying, "Well, you know what? It doesn't re- doesn't really matter that that you're depressed today. I I still need you to do this." And um and I know that you obviously you don't do that to me. You you're like, okay, maybe you do need the day. But there's other people who don't understand that. And they say they're like, Well, hey, you should still come out with us. And then you come out and you're you're just sitting there depressed and you have to put on that fake face. So and then financial boundaries, that one is just saying, you know what? I don't have the money to hang out with you guys. And obviously all of these go deeper. These are just some some very very slim examples that I'm giving you guys. Okay, so and you guys can can kind of say, oh yes, this is how it fits in with my life. Okay, so a lot of a lot of the way that this fit fit in with my life, and I'm still still figuring out. I still have a lot of boundaries to to put up or to to kind of work in my life, but I I actually had had some issues where I would just, if somebody asked me to do something, I was like, oh yeah, I'm exhausted, but sure, I'll do it because I'm just a nice person. You can, you can say, and I know nice is one of those, those words that we're kind of taught not you're, to use. You're an accommodating person. You yes, wanna... I'm an accommodating person. And I'm just like, I am exhausted. I have a migraine. I have this, I have this. But sure, I'll do it because I like you, because I feel like you need this done. And finally, I realized that I have all these things going on in my life and I only have so many good hours in a day or in a week where my body is just deteriorating and I I just can't do everything that I want to do for myself or for anybody else that I started to have to put up boundaries and say, okay, so with these good hours, how do I want to spend them? And after these good hours, if somebody comes to me, how do I how do I respond? And 
and it just became a thing of, you know, how do I, how do I do this? And finally there was a day and I had, I, I finally did not have a migraine and I'm like, okay, I have X, Y, and Z to do this day. And somebody asked me if, if I could help them with something. And I was just like, I am really sorry, but this is my one good day that I have today. And I, I really cannot help you. If you have, if I'm okay tomorrow and you have tomorrow free, I can help you. And she's like, you know what? No, it's okay. I can do this. And good for you for knowing your limits. Mm -hmm. And that felt really good for me for knowing that I could say, no, I can't today, but maybe another day. And then that felt good to, to know that somebody's acknowledging me for knowing my limits. And now not everybody is going to be that, that good with knowing like, Hey, good for you. Some people are going to be like, Psh, well, well, if you can't help me, then, you mm. know, and those people, some of them might come back around and some of them might be, you well, know, it might take a while for them to come around. Well, if it's their mentality that they come around when they need something, they will come back around. It's just yeah, they'll come not, back the around next and... time they think that you can help them whatever, with whatever solution right. they need help with. So, And then and then you have to think, okay, if they, if they only come around when they need something, is this the kind of friend or whatever that I need? Mm-hmm. So so then that that's something that you really, really have to, to take into consideration. Do I need somebody who just asks for things? And this is obviously not the kind of friend that this friend was because she's like, hey, you know what? Good for you for really for acknowledging that mm-hmm. that you that you're not having a good day or that you that you only have so many good days and and that you're taking this for yourself. So so you'll 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 kind of start to to figure out who's on your side and who's not. And this is obviously not what this is for to figure out like, ooh, who's my friend and who's not. But you're gonna start to figure out. Honestly, you're going to start to to make a healthier life for yourself because if you're obviously a lot of you aren't to the point of where you have only so many good hours in a week where where you have to put up the kind of boundaries that that I've that I'm starting to put up. But if you get the, the people who start to acknowledge like good for you and and. I was lucky that I had somebody acknowledge, like, good for you for for knowing your limits. Not everybody's going to do that. Very few people are going to do that. Some people might just say, hey, okay, maybe next time. And if you get that, that even feels good if if they do that. Mm-hmm. So, and and I had another win last night where I said, okay, you know, I probably can't come over to to this this dinner, but I can drop over, drop off this this package and I can only stay for a couple minutes because I have this horrible migraine and I knew I said okay this is the allotted time that I can stay over because otherwise I'm just gonna gonna be in a world of pain etc and I made sure to stay in this and the big thing is is you need to you need to draw kind of a line in the sand and say this is this is what I I I have to do mm-hmm and be firm with this. And the big thing is, guys, it's not an overnight thing. I've needed boundaries for years and years. It just took until I got bad to to make myself boundaries. So, and I think that you're not the only person that needs boundaries. I think everybody all, needs boundaries. We all struggle everybody with does. setting boundaries and things like that. And 
one of the things we talked about on the last episode, which I want you to touch on, is is that there is a direct correlation between knowing your triggers and right. knowing their boundaries. And why is that? Well, okay. So, for instance, when I talked about, I, I said last night, I knew that, okay, I could only stay over for so long at this at this place. So, I had a migraine yesterday. And I said, okay, I can only stay for so long. Now, I know that my triggers with a migraine are loud noises, bright light, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I knew where I was going to be was going to be loud. People had been drinking, etc. And then it turned out that it was in a garage. Echoey. Loud. Mm-hmm. So I knew certain triggers were groups, loud noises, driving. I knew I still had to drive home yet. So once you know your triggers, you know things that you have to not necessarily avoid, but that you have to deal with. So whether it is avoiding or or dealing with, etc., or needing a hand with, then you need to reel in your boundaries. So for instance, last night I was like, okay, I have X amount of minutes with this group because otherwise the loud noise, the bright light or whatever is going to make my migraine worse. So basically to simplify what you just said is, is that it, in order for you to be able to set boundaries, Mm -hmm. you have to know what your triggers are. Because if you... If you just start randomly trying to set boundaries and don't understand what the things that put you into the place you don't want to be in are, right. you're going to set all the wrong boundaries. Right. So, so if you if you start saying, so for instance, if you put up a fence in your backyard, you could be like, oh, cool, this is my fence. But then you could be putting it up in your neighbor's yard and and that's that's completely wrong. You don't know what your boundaries are because you don't know, you don't know why you're where to put it because you don't know what your limits are you don't know why why you're putting it up or or you might put it up and realize like oh now i feel all closed in and isolated because you didn't realize that it's not it's not having an open space that's triggering you it's something else and you just targeted the complete wrong trigger exactly and accomplished nothing if anything you might have made the situation worse for yourself right right so yeah so maybe maybe i thought my anxiety was caused by a small space but it's really caused by a large space or, for some reason. Or, or vice versa you know, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So you still so you have to sort of learn. And maybe if you start putting up little boundaries, you start you figure out like, oh wait, I thought my trigger was this, and then you sort of switch it around. But you don't want to go all willy-nilly with your boundaries until you start figuring out your triggers little by little. Because then then you can put up your boundaries and it's it is a, a hard thing, but but little by little, once you figure out your triggers, then you can put up your your boundaries. And again, it's it is a hard thing and it's it's not an overnight thing. I mean, I needed to put up some some boundaries for forever. <laughs> I needed to start telling people, no, I'm having a bad day. But I I couldn't. I was like well, you know, I'm not doing anything today because I'm having a bad day. But sure, I can help you. But it's 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 just the way it's just the way I did things because I'm like you said, I'm an accommodating kind of person, and I'm sure there's plenty of our listeners out there that do the same thing. So, so that's just something to to really take into into thought of if you know for sure there's something, 
put that put that down and say, okay, this is this is one thing that that I have on my goal list to to put into to uh, to my boundaries list. And part of the part of the way that you can start to to make boundaries is identify your boundary or boundaries. And obviously, you're going to want to start small or start with one boundary. But you know, you can make a list of, of boundaries and say, okay, so that here's some boundaries that I want to do. Here's one that maybe I, is easier to start with. Mm-hmm. And then understand why you're doing this boundary. So for, for instance, we're talking about triggers a lot. Okay, so this triggers me. So this is why I need this boundary, right? Then you want to be straightforward with yourself and with the person that you're more than likely creating this boundary with. And if you're if you're talking with a person, you need to be polite and calm with them. Don't just be like, nope, nope, I, I can't help you today or I can't do this or I am not coming over. And and just remember that you don't necessarily owe anybody a, an explanation or if you do, you don't need to give them, you know, your entire backstory or anything like that. You know, you don't have to say, well, I've been suffering with migraines for X amount of years and just say, you know what? It's not a good day. And here we can do it whenever, whenever. I also think that it's really important that we haven't really touched on it is, is that by setting boundaries, boundaries are a tool and like every other tool in the world. One of my, my favorite, my favorite things when I explain tools is to reference a drill because a drill is oh, is a yes. fa- is a fabulous tool and it accomplishes a lot of things. If you want to drill a hole in a board, it works beautifully. But people also drill holes in their head with mm-hmm. drills, which is very dumb. And so a tool is something that if used right, it's very effective. If right. used improperly, it can really be not a good tool. And it's important right. for you as you identify triggers, you have to figure out if you if that trigger is should have a boundary right or if this is a trigger that you have that you need to get over because personally believe that that everybody any trigger that you have you can get over to an extent maybe you won't be able to be as good at said thing as maybe somebody else is but you can get over it enough to make it work and it's important for you to identify what what triggers are boundary worthy and what triggers do I have to find a way to work around? Definitely. Definitely. And, um, and definitely, and this, this one goes definitely along with it is trust your intuition. So, and, and there you can kind of feel is, is this something that I can get over? Or is this something that, you know what? I just, I feel more comfortable if I, if I put up a little bit more of a boundary or if I, halfway get over this and halfway put up a boundary or something like that. And always guys, feel free to ask for help, whether it's a friend, family member, or if you're not really sure how to go about this, send us a message and we can maybe kind of give you a little bit more guidance too. But in the end, I think you just have to really reflect on it and say like, right. like, like, like if I never do this thing again, if I set up a boundary and say, I am not going to do this anymore. What is that going to take away from your life? And Exactly. And that is a huge, huge thing. Like what, how, how would my life be different? 
you know, if, 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 if not doing it is taking nothing from your life, then great. Put a boundary up, put a wall there. So you never have to feel that discomfort again. But if you have aspirations to be a motivational speaker and, but you're terrified of going up and speaking in public, well, you're hindering yourself from your aspirations by setting right. up a boundary that you're never going to go public speak because nobody on earth is comfortable public speaking the first time. You just have to do it and right. get used to it. I think we talked about this yeah, a little bit on the last podcast, but it's just the same thing. So you have to balance those two things and decide, is a boundary the right tool for this or is right. it better to use something else? Right. Whether it be just fighting through that thing or is it or whatever it may be, but it, right. at certain times there are going to be levels of discomfort that you have to feel because we all go through that in life. Mm -hmm. Well, and then if you think about it too, if you're putting up a boundary and then it comes between you and a person, you have to under you have to think about is what's more important, this boundary or this person? Right. Because sometimes there, there's people who are not going to like this boundary, especially if they're a person who constantly comes back and says, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? And that's all they, they do. But so is that boundary more important than that person or is that person more important than that boundary? And that's something that you have to think about. So that that might come down to it at, at a certain point. And I'm not saying that, that that's going to happen very often. That might be one in a hundred that that happens. And I mean, I don't know if I've actually faced that at, at any point, but that might happen every, you know, that might happen once. I don't know, but you might just have to be prepared just in case. And just, just think about what's more important, this person or this boundary. And always remember that Generally, if a person has a beef with a boundary that you have, it is not because they're a horrible person. It is not no. because they're they're trying to be horrible to you. It's just that they don't understand the boundary. They right whatever you have a boundary set up for, they don't understand why that's an issue. Why you would right. ever, you know, say I'm not going to do that because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Probably because it doesn't make them feel uncomfortable. Exactly. So you just have to be understanding of that. That. It's not because this is a terrible person. It's just because you two are different in a way exactly. that they can't understand your level of thinking from yep. their level of thinking. It's just, it's different the way people are. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that that's the thing that, that you have to remember going through anything is just that people are different. So no matter what, with, with triggers, with boundaries, with anything, people are different. So, so yeah, I mean... And again, you just, you can't make it personal. And you, you always have to remember to try not to make it personal because, I mean, believe it or not, no matter how terrible a person is to you, they never, I don't think most people intend on being terrible. They, no. It's just because they don't understand the way you think and the way that they think collides and it creates this tension. Yeah. It's an so. uncomfortable thing. It. it with with everything, uh, people are generally uncomfortable when they are not nice. That that's really what it comes down to. So now I'm going to take you into a little question thing, okay. Tracy, and I want to know. First of all, can you talk about some of the things that you think you've effectively set up an, a boundary for? Yeah, in your life personally. Yeah, actually, I've set up a lot more boundaries when it comes to my migraines. 
I've set up in terms of, I've had a lot of days where I just simply cannot drive or I'm just like, you know what, this is a day where I can't do anything or I've, I'm like, no, you know what, it's a day where I'm either listening to podcasts, watching TV or in bed or whatever. So if I'm not doing anything at home, then I'm not doing anything with anybody else with when I've got a migraine. So that's one thing. And so then I'm I'm just sort of like, okay, so then I'm not, I will, if there's some kind of a dinner, whether it's friends or family or even a meeting, whatever, I, I'm just like, well, you know what, I'm not going. Whereas I may have forced myself before and, and it's sort of like, well, but it's with family or it's with this. And I'm like, no, you know what? I can't because I'm not even, I'm not on my A game. So why would I want to be there? Why would they want me to be there if I have a migraine? I mean, it's, it's not even, it's not good mm-hmm. for me to be there. So I, I just, you know, and before I used to think that, that they would think that it was an excuse. And now I, it's not that I don't care, but I kind of don't care because it's just like, this is who I am and I cannot push myself anymore because like I said, I only have so many good hours in a week. And so I can't, I can't push myself because if I push myself when I'm only so well, then that's going to make me even worse, especially if it's a migraine day, because then that makes my migraine go longer. So the other thing is that I will also, when I'm, when I'm depressed too, I will not, I, I, sometimes I'll go out, but then I'm also like, I, why should I? Because why does somebody want me there if I'm not my best too? Because I mean, sometimes I do if, if, if you're there and, and you're sort of just whatever so that you and I can just kind of giggle back and forth. And, Mm. but I, I kind of try not to because I also think the same thing. Why do they want me there if I'm not on my A game? Because more or less, I'm just like, I just, I just figure that if I'm going to be there and not noticed and, and just, why should I be there if I'm going to bring the, the crowd down? Which really, I guess half the time I don't bring the crowd down because most of the time they don't notice that I'm there anyway. But but why should you be there in misery if nobody is really paying attention? Why shouldn't I be at home possibly reading a book trying to get myself out of my depression or doing something like that? And I think that that's – I think it's really funny because the way society operates is the courteous thing to do is to make it seem like you really want somebody there. So then the people that don't feel like they're in the condition to actually be at something – they feel guilted into going to that yeah. thing. So they're, like, now- they're like, oh, I'm so sorry you couldn't be there. So then I feel like I should be there. But then I go there and half the time they don't even notice, notice I'm there, there anyway. Yeah. And it's like. And then I feel bad. It's it's so it's so bad when I'm at home and then I feel like I should be somewhere. And then I go there and I'm like, why did I come? Mm. It's the worst. So. So yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean but, to cut you off. But uh, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way our society works and we just deal with right. it. Right. So it's it's so hard because sometimes I don't know when I should go and when I should stay home. Mm. 
when I like when I should push myself to go and when I shouldn't. So now I kind of don't even push myself anymore because I'm just like, they don't care if I'm there. And I know I shouldn't say that, but I would say at least 75% of the time, they don't, nobody cares if I'm there. And I know that's horrible to say, but most of the time, People don't really care that I'm there. And I know well, this it's because not, I watch that. I watch the people. Understand, though, that you say, you it's, keep saying, nobody cares if I'm there. Well, but and, that's but that, the secret it's, to this it's, is it's the way not, that things, it's the group, it's it, groups. It's not, it's not that you're there. It's they everybody. don't care if anybody's there. Right. <laughs> they, like, well, as long okay. as there's three people there, right? If it's they three, don't care if anybody else yeah. is there. Because, if it's three people or more, they don't care if, if somebody else is there. It's mm. so, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's because I'm so introverted. That, and that's another huge part of the problem is is that the more introverted you are, the more removed you are from the conversation, the less they care that you're there. Right. So. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a I mean, word. I've been I've been in conversations, uh, and th- and this happened very recently, where they ask me something, and then I start to tell the tell it, and I'm like, oh yeah, well this this, and then all of a sudden, uh, something happens, and then they get off of the conversation, and then I try to pick up and then i'm like oh well okay that didn't happen i guess and i'm thinking why do you even ask me you asked me specifically so then i think you don't care (laughs) but yeah so i guess I, i i kind of think back and i'm like okay no this proves that if i don't if i don't go it's it's kind of okay but it's I mean, and it, it's it's not it's not really just that. It's it's mostly just that if I if I don't feel good, I know I know that I think back to okay, at the end of the night when I come home, it feels so good. And I know that sounds bad, but if I'm not feeling well, and I think some people don't understand how bad I feel sometimes. If I'm not well, and that's if the beauty I'm of not it feeling is, is well, nobody can if, feel Right. Nobody can really understand how you feel. So yeah, it, I can't understand how you feel. Nobody can understand how you right. feel because guess what? We're not you. So yeah. We, like, so, so if I'm not feeling well, sometimes at the end of the night or the day or whatever, when I get home, I'm thinking, this is the best feeling of the night. Or even last night, I mean, I wasn't, I was there for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And when I was driving home, part of me felt a, a little tinge of sadness because I had to leave and I, and I thought, oh, well, I wonder I wonder what's going on there. But then I thought, oh, it's going to be so echoey in that garage. My head thanks me for leaving. So, and then I, but then I thought, oh, this feels so good driving home because I know I'm going back to safety or my head is going to feel better and, and everything. So it's just, I feel better when I'm, when I'm going home to, to safety and to comfort, I guess. And it sounds sad to say that, but. So now flip it on the other side and tell me about, is there anything you can think of that you know of a trigger that you, you made the decision that a boundary wasn't the right thing for that trigger? Where you figured, whether it be because, no, I want to be able to do this. So you can't just set up a b- black boundary because, you know, you want to be able to do this. You don't want to get to a certain point and stop it. You know, I get... I get anxious when we travel sometimes. Well, not more than sometimes. I every def- time. Every time. 
That's yeah. a, this I, this isn't one I was thought of, but this is a good. I do get I do get anxious when we travel, but because because the amazingness of it uh, overshadows it, I I can't I don't cut that out. I don't shy away from it, and there's only parts where I get anxious. It's so like we're going in less than a week to Colombia. And I've been I've been really up and down with my mood this week because I'm packing and trying to get everything ready. And then I know when we're going to the airport, I'll be nervous. And then there will be just bits and pieces on the trip where we're going, where we're packing to go to the different hotel or different area mm. in Colombia. So little bits and pieces, I can tell you when I will get anxious. However, the amazingness of when we get to like when we land and i can breathe in the beautiful colombian air that will just be so exciting that that will that will be like a 10 out of 10 a 9 out of 10 to overshadow the i don't know if you want to say 6 out of 10 7 out of 10 anxiousness that i'm that i've been having so it's it's sort of it, that that is one that I I will just deal with the anxiousness that I've been having. So, and the reason I so the reason I asked that question is this is because I think that this that and I think your example did a much better job than actually any example. <laughs> I, 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 I actually think can't of. believe that I thought well, of it that quick. It's probably just because we're about to travel. But so this this is kind of a representation of the dangers of boundaries. Is because. Right. There's going to be a lot of things in your life, like if you become obsessed with setting boundaries, which it is great to set boundaries, but it's also important to be choosy on the boundaries you set. Because if you set a boundary every time you you hit something that is kind of uncomfortable for you, and you say, oh, I'm not going there because it's uncomfortable for me, why would I go there? Well, Right on the other side of that uncomfortableness there might be, be something incredible that's going to change your right. life forever, and you're never going to experience it as if as soon as you feel uncomfortable, right. you set a boundary that I'm not going to go there. And just try to think of that for a, for a minute, because from my perspective, never going into an uncomfortable area in your life to experience something. If I never Think got of to experience all the South things, America, oh my all god! All the things you're gonna miss out on, and it—that—that's a good example, but that's a very extreme example. Yeah. Oh gosh. Whereas, yeah. but there's so many simple things like, like well, you meet a I'm person sure, sure there's and there's people... a little bit of animosity between you, so you immediately shut them oh, out and, and won't even, talk to them. I even have that. I mean, even even when I meet new people, when I when I go to new places, I get really anxious when I go to a new place. Like, well, and even when I go to Tennessee or something, but even when I have to go to a new doctor appointment or something and I'm like, I don't know this this place. When I go to a new building, I I will go there early, specifically just because I I have to familiarize my myself with that place. But I will not I will not not go to to this place, whether it is a new doctor or or something, whether it's a maybe a new restaurant. I don't know because because it's like I I will just go there early and familiarize myself with that place. Mm-hmm. So that is a tip for anybody who's anxious. If you 
have to go somewhere new. Just go there early and kind of make sure you know where you're going and all that. Because yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to miss out on on something, whether it's a new doctor, a new restaurant, a new whatever, new experience, because I want to, I want to know what it is. I but I want to, I want to kind of be like, okay, give myself peace of mind, get there early. Yeah. So so yeah, it's I, I think the important part of it is is that everything new comes with a level of discomfort. Yeah. And it is really, really important for you to not um not get miss stuck. Out on it. Yeah, yeah, get stuck because if you're every time you get in a level of discomfort, you pull yourself out of that position. Mm-hmm. You're never going to experience anything new, and you're going to live a very small and very. I mean, it, well, it's going to be a very small and very plain life. You're not going to look back at your life and have a lot of things to remember of, like how amazing hey, was that experience. I always, I always say, you know what? That's a story. If something happens, I always say that's a story. Right, and and that's. You won't have any stories if you never put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So just remember that while you're while you're looking at your different triggers and looking at your if you're going to put a boundary up for that trigger because because I do think that there are people out there that become obsessed with putting boundaries up about right. everything and because of that they never experience anything. Yeah, and I mean, you don't want to be that person. And you know what you can do. There's I'm kind of at a point right now. Because I've I figured out that that I'm neurodivergent and that I'm a little bit I I tick a little bit different than the so-called normal person, if you want to say, I I'm kind of figuring out that okay, it's okay to put up certain boundaries and it's okay to to not do things the way that some people do things. But in the same sense, I'm also like okay, I do want to experience things the way that some people do. So. On one of our last trips, we were doing, we wanted to do some shared bathrooms. And I said, oh, I'm okay with this. I've done this before. But then also I'm like, oh my gosh, I also hated the idea as well sometimes. Because it does make, it does kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. Like I wanted to be okay with it, but then I also was not okay with it when it came to the point. Mm-hmm. And we did end up doing two shared bathrooms, but then there was there's a point where I was just like getting really really nervous about it. And I was I was just thinking, I cannot believe I'm getting this nervous about it. And I had to own the fact that I was nervous about it. But then I also I also told myself, okay, you can do this. And so we did a we did a kind of a split where a couple of nights we did, but I think two nights when we were in a bigger city, we had to do it. And I was okay with it. I was okay. But and I think the thing is, is you have to you have to know your limits, but then you also have to say, okay, to some extent, yes, I have to be open to to new experiences. So so yeah, you have to kind of you have to let yourself do new things. And to that point, yeah, I did new things and I wasn't crazy about it, except the one night it was okay. But yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. But if you do shut yourself off, then then yeah, you're also not living either. And I think I think, yeah, to Eric's point, you you have to you have to open yourself up. Because if I if we didn't open ourselves up to that point, then then yeah, I would have missed out. Just really. look, just look on a look back in, in your life at some of the most um, 
the, the best experience experiences or, in your or, life and think about the, them. Some of the and stories that you have maybe and I guarantee you in 90% of the scenarios that are some of the best stories in your life, there was a level of dis- discomfort prior oh, yeah. to, to getting to the point where you experienced the greatness. Even I mean, even if you weren't crazy about those experiences, <laughs> there was there was at least some discomfort. Yeah, there's always discomfort to getting because when the truly, truly memorable things happen is when it's brand new to you. Mm-hmm. And and doing something brand new doesn't often come out come without some level of discomfort right because you're because it's unknown it's unknown and that's just how we work we're not comfortable with things Mm -hmm. we know and you can you can certainly eliminate all discomfort from your life if you want by setting up boundaries for everything but then you don't really ever experience i mean your life is going to be just a very small piece of what life is it's going to be kind of boring don't you think i would think so i mean but then again, you're never discomf- uncomfortable, so maybe... Right. So you really have to choose what kind of life that you want. Do you want it to be easy and a little bit dull, or do you want it to be a little bit... A little bit... I mean, you just got to look at it and say, okay, what? How, how many boundaries do I want to put up? Right. You just have to balance those boundaries, and what am I giving up? Like, I mean... There's certain boundaries that you can probably look at. Like, I don't want to go to a loud room because I'll get a really bad migraine. And it well, might even be anxiety. That, that as well. seems like a reasonable one to put a boundary up for. Because, yeah, maybe you'll go to that room and maybe something really remarkable will happen and you'll have a memory for the rest of your life to cherish. Not but to more than likely, you can't talk in loud rooms either. And <laughs> more than likely, you're gonna go there and just be miserable for an hour and a half or however long you're there, and then leave. So, so it, right. that one seems like a reasonable one to just put up the bon- put up a boundary for. But there's other things, like if I said, if you would have said to me, getting on an airplane makes me uncomfortable, so I'm never going to get on an airplane. Well, you would miss out on a lot in life. Right. By setting that boundary without knowing what's on the other end of getting off that airplane. Right. Unless you had, I mean, obviously we have a friend who can't go on airplanes because of because of uh, his migraines, I believe, right? Well, yeah, if he went and, on an airplane, that. his head would probably <laughs> explode. So and, there, there's... And that, but that is a reasonable reason to not go well, on yeah. an airplane. I mean... <laughs> you know, that's not him saying... I just don't know, man. Yeah, we could, prob- <laughs> we could probably fly him to South America, but then he would have to lay there for a month and a half before he'd be back to normal that he could actually We'll put do him anything. on a beach. He'll love so, it. <laughs> so, but the point is, is that, that these boundaries are a tool, and if you use them wrong, you can yes. really take a lot away from your life. Right. You have so, to use every tool and every tool that we've talked about prior to this, you have to use every tool to the best of its ability. Drill you know? a hole in the board with it. Don't drill a hole in your head with it. Yes. My yes. favorite analogy. I so. do. I do like that. I do like that. And I mean, you could could really mess some <laughs> stuff up there. So, so yeah, I, I think I think you rounded this episode out quite well, Eric. I'm I'm glad Thanks, that man. you. Yeah. And that's it's. To be said because I just biked thirty two miles and I feel really tired. So yeah, so yeah, you did you did quite amazing yesterday. So 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 as of now, I do not know what the episode in two weeks is going to be because, like I said, we are 
going to Colombia. So uh, we're doing some pre-recording right now. But I promise you, well, I I guess I can't even promise you. Hopefully it will be a good one for you guys. (laughs) But up until then, if you guys are looking for some some other content, you can go to our, our website or Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. Eric, do you have anything else? No, I don't. I'm pretty well covered. Um, I'm pretty exhausted. Are we announcing that we should be coming out with this book? Thing? Yeah, we, we should be coming out with our... Our book review podcast, it's called S-A-O-W, Book Sounds, Book Reviews, and it should be coming out pretty soon. It may even be coming out by the time this is out. I'm going to be working on that while we're on vacation, so no definite date as of yet, and it's not going to be having a a, uh, weekly or bi-weekly release. It's just going to come out as soon as... It One takes, of us finishes a book. It takes us some time to finish a book. But, you know, I don't know what your count's at, but I'd say I on a, on a bad month, I read two books a month. You know what? It all depends on, on, on my migraines and how good things go for me, but my hammock is up now. So yeah, so Tracy probably will be pumping through do, them pretty fast. I could possibly do two a week, all depending. Yeah. But then if I've got migraines, it could be two a month. So it really depends. So it's going to be as, but it it should be hitting pretty regularly because I mean, I got to imagine I read at least two books, probably three books a month. So just depending on the book I'm reading though. So, so keep your eyes peeled for that and we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on when that for sure comes out. Awesome. But with that, I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. Talk to you guys later.